Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. Well, usually I do a stupid anecdote at the beginning of these shows, but we don't have time for that today, because today (laughs) we have a very special guest. We have our friend, former Radio Feud contestant slash host, because it was a wild season when he was on here. But today he's on here to talk about our marching band experiences. That's right. We've talked about him before. It's our main man, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, where are you <laughs> joining us from? I am joining you from uh, Eel Adrian, Michigan, right down the street from Adrian College, our alma mater. And you're teaching the drumline, right? Yep, I am the drumline instructor this year. Perfect, because that means you are in the marching band mindset. That's yeah. a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we've kind of been in it for the past month. We've been doing a lot of high school stuff in the past before this, too. That's true. What? So just very quickly, just name all the high schools and, and, and college, too, because Adrian counts, all the band camps you've done, because... For those of you who don't know that have never done band or band camp, beginning of August, it's just a month straight of band camps. And if you teach band camps, there's always a band camp to go around. So you'll do one one week and then you can jump around and do one the next week. So how many have you done so far, Jimmy? Uh, including the college, I have done four. What I taught school over at? That? I taught over at Jonesville. I taught over at Onstead. I taught over at Madison. And now I'm at Adrian. That's crazy. So That's a in, lot of band camp. In, That's a lot of band camp. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of students. But they, thankfully, most of the lines were very small, so I didn't have to <laughs> learn as many names as I had to. Well, perfect. <laughs> what was what was the biggest one? Uh, probably, definitely either Jonesville or Onstead College. This year is fairly small. We got one snare, one tenor, three basses, and our cymbal player is not able to participate at the moment. So, well, all right, we won't dive. We're into down that. to five. <laughs> That's hey. a pretty small drum line. Yeah. You, may be, you may be small, but you are mighty. What I didn't <laughs> mention was me and Jimmy also taught at my alma mater as far as high school, Lake Fenton. That was a drum line. I believe there were eighteen kids our last year we taught together there. Yeah. That, that was a one big was, one. That was a big one. That was a a lot of chaos, a lot of hectic yeah. energy. A lot, a lot, of, fun a lot of hectic energy. A lot of that. I was just a huge band in general. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was was it one sixty, one eighty. That's it a pretty big band. Every year, yeah, it was, it was huge. It was yeah, it was it not was... that big when I was there. When I was there, there were five snares, five bass like two cymbal players, a couple tenor players. I mean, it's doubled since I was there. Um, but I'm old, so it's right. had time to grow. <laughs> I know. I did the math the other day. I'm like, wow, it's been like seven years since I graduated. Almost coming up to. Well, when you go through, I don't know if you guys do what I do, the Snapchat memories I check every day. Mm-hmm. And me and Nat, it's been freaking four years since senior year of college. Yeah. Which is that's, wild. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> it's been almost four years since I graduated college. Yeah, because you were an overachiever and graduated early. 
as of December, it'll be four years, which is oh, like you're not that crazy. far behind. But yeah, Jimmy, you're you're one year behind us, right? I was supposed to be one year behind you. I got the fifth year, so I'm technically two. Mm, but gotcha. Yeah. But that's normal yeah. for teacher education. Especially yeah, especially when you well when you switch halfway through your sophomore year to it. That doesn't <laughs> that help. <didn't> help <laughs> Details. <laughs> Lucky I didn't have to do a uh, sixth year. Yeah. Well, so you graduated 2020. Yeah. So you got most of a normal college experience before COVID. You only missed what your last month, your last two months. Yeah, my my last two three months ish. I got to do all my student teaching at Madison Elementary Schools. Okay. And I did about three months worth of that, and I was getting ready to switch over to teach high school, middle school. And I got, I ended up teaching a middle school choir throughout that as well. And they had their concert on Friday and Monday, I was going to take over for the uh, switch over to the high school, middle school. And they had their concert Friday. So Monday they didn't do anything. And then Tuesday, the blue Lake blue Lake fine arts camp guy came. So they didn't right. do anything. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were all half days because of the end of the trimester and lockdown started that, Thursday oh, night. no. Yeah, it was like that Wednesday night and through all of Thursday. I remember mm -hmm. I I was in St. Louis at that point, but I specifically was listening to 97 won the ticket in Detroit oh. because they had the best play-by-play -play of oh, everything yeah. that was just shutting down. And I was at some temp job, just sitting at a desk, no windows around. The building was practically empty because everybody else had already started working from home earlier that week. And I remember eating lunch and it was a cold, gray, rainy day. And I was eating in the lobby and the doors were, it was so windy, the doors were smacking back and forth. And I just remember thinking to myself, I, I'm in the apocalypse right now. This right. is insane. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing because I was, it was, well, it was funny because they announced it that night at like 11. And right. It was like the next morning I came in and uh, Marcy Zechner, the teacher I was working with, came in and she didn't hear anything. She went to sleep and woke up oh, and no. didn't even hear the announcement and came in and all her students are like, oh, Mrs. Zechner, did you see that we're probably going to be done with school for the rest of the year? And she's like, ah, you're Ooh, whatever. Nice jokes kids. there. <laughs> yeah. And then I, she like came into the room and I'm like, Hey, did you see the news? And she's just like, just like it actually came across. She's like, like, this, shoot, is this guy's oh saying it. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, I got to write a 30 page paper instead of doing my recital, but oh. uh, yeah. Did you ever get to do a recital? No. Well, I was hoping I was going to try to convince Marty to let me do it because he was still kind of there, but now right. he's gone. But now I'm kind of in with the other director and Pete Ford's still there. So oh, I might perfect. be able to still try to swing something. Well, That'd be if good. you do, yeah, if you do, mm -hmm. let us know. We'll do, definitely. We're here to talk about not teaching marching band. We're here to talk about being in marching band and specifically the three years we were in it together. So Matt, we won't talk about freshman year unless you want to. The police slash sting show. Oh, was that our freshman that year? That great. That was our freshman year. <laughs> I was on cymbals. I held for 
Garrett, and then eventually I held for Garrett and John because John got sick of Joe Mabel holding for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I became John Symbol Boy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's all I remember. So there's two distinct memories from that season. Well, I guess three. That, the Michael Buble show was our, our park and blow. And I think we've we talked about this probably before on the show. Define that term. So park and blow is not as dirty as it sounds. That was a <laughs> a good Dr. Marty Marks term where the first we we had five home games, right? And we only played at the home games. The first three shows was the traditional playing marching sets. When you think of a marching band, that's what the first three shows were. The last two is what Marty called a park and blow. And that just means you essentially stood in one spot. It's called concert arcs. And you just played as though you were in a concert venue, like an orchestra or something. So for this park and blow, we did Michael Buble. And the last home game of the year is usually the second week of November in Michigan. So it's freezing and it's windy. And we were halfway through the first song. And I was holding my cymbals for Garrett, because that's usually all I had to do as a cymbal boy. And all of a sudden, all of his music that is on his drum just whoosh, <laughs> in a straight gust of wind, just flies all over the field. <laughs> and he just looks at me, and I look at him, and he goes, well, fuck, that's not good. <laughs> and just BS'd it the rest of the show. That was one of my favorite memories from that freshman year. The oh, third, I love it. The third defining one was the very first night of my college experience was the first night of band camp, and it's always drumline auditions. And it was also the night that Robin Williams died. So the drumline bonded by talking about their favorite robin williams films and that will just like live in my head forever it also lives in my head because now that jen reimer she's been on the show we talk about her a lot good friend of all of us she was a sophomore that year i thought she was the section leader because she just took complete control was writing the music for the fight song I was so convinced that this was her drumline until Scott announced John Crane as the section leader. And then in my head, I'm just thinking to myself, well, who the hell is this girl then? She's very intimidating. <laughs> and then it turns out, not only is Jen not section leader, but that was her first year on snare drum. <laughs> Good Lord, the chutzpah on this girl. Oh, gosh. So that was freshman year for me. Nat, do you have any defining ones before we move into the meat and potatoes? Um, I will say that freshman year, my my college marching band experience went downhill every year in terms of um, the other people that were in my section and how much I enjoyed the things that we did as a marching band. I think that freshman year was my best year because freshman year was the year I had both Joel and Chris. And that was the so best good. year. Yeah. Joel was a senior when I started. He was our section leader. He was just the coolest guy. So fun. Um, and like it was really, really great section that year. And it just kind of went downhill for me after that, if I'm being honest. Um, I still enjoyed it. But I feel like we should also take a second to just preface like 
the Adrian College Marching Band is like the most bare bones, mediocre version of a college marching band you could possibly imagine. Because I feel like as we're describing this, someone who's maybe not familiar might think that we're more like, you know, any high school marching band. We're not a Big Ten marching band. Yeah, like the OSU marching band is the one that everyone in Columbus knows and that's that's not what we're talking about here. But we're I wouldn't talking say about... mediocre. We were good for. We only practiced. We did our band camp, and then once the school semester started, we would practice for an hour on Mondays and an hour on Wednesdays. And the day of the show, we would practice for an hour the morning of the game. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot for no. a college marching band. Which is why I say mediocre. But we were like a marching <laughs> band class. We were yes, yes. Actually, that's a good point. There was a reason that this class was only worth one credit, and it's because <laughs> we only did three to, excluding games, only three hours a week, two to three hours. I will say though, and I say this all the time, we were pretty dang good for the amount of practice that we actually did. That's fair. It's totally we're only fair. practicing two to fair. three hours a week. We weren't terrible. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, especially half, like more than 90% of the band being non-music majors or minors or anything right. like that either. That's, that's true. true. And but really I just want to give everyone an accurate. Band. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was no audition. <laughs> yeah. Our drumline auditions consisted of literally just being like, how long have you played what instrument for? And be like, oh, well, we'll put you on the snare drum because you look like you can play snare drum. I had to work work for my snare drum part. (laughs) That was two years of sweat and tear. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So good, though. I'll tell one more story and then I'll get out of the way. It's the story of... The very first time I saw Jimmy, and I think I've told both of you this story before. My sophomore year, as I said, my freshman year I played cymbals. That whole summer I was working on trying to get on the snare line because when you play snare drum or drums in general, there's different types of stick grips on how you hold your sticks. My high school did match grip. 94. 8% of marching bands across the country do traditional grip, which is the ones you see on TV, the ones you see in Drumline the movie. Jimmy, this is a podcast. They can't see it, but I will describe (laughs) it for them. (laughs) It's essentially... You just got to sense it. (laughs) Left hand is palm up, right hand is palm down. So I had to learn that. And it's not an easy, even though I'd played snare drum in high school, it's not an easy grip to learn if you've only done match grip your whole life. So that whole summer, I was working on traditional grip. Going to sophomore year, I'm still not great at it. But in my head, I was counting, you know, well, John, obviously, he's a senior and he's amazing. He's going to be section leader and center snare again. Jen and Gare already have it. Ian's not doing drum major this year he'll get snare again because that's what he did beforehand. And then I started counting everybody else in the drum line. Well, this is how many bass drums we need, cymbals, etc. And I did the math right in my head because w- when I went through that whole list, I said, there's going to be one snared part left. 
and I might be able to get it this year. Well, right when I had that thought, this new guy walks into the band room and he is wearing a classic rock t-shirt. He's got the best rocker hair <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. Aviator sunglasses. He's wearing a bandana and he's got a bag full of sticks. And I just looked at him and I thought to myself, I'm not getting snare drum this year. And I tell you what, Jimmy took snare part number five. He deserved it. I was not mad. He deserved it. But in that moment, I said, better luck next year to yourself, buddy. <laughs> You're not beating this guy out for it. And I, I was thinking the opposite walking into that room. I was like, like I, there's no way. You gotta sell it. No, you walked into the room. I think everybody looked at you and thought, yep, this, this, kid's, this kid's got chops. I haven't yeah. even heard him play, but this kid's got chops. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was... I remember just being in that... Walking into that room that first day when they do the... Like, after the senior meetings or whatever, and they have the rest of the band come in, and then Marty talks to everybody. And mm -hmm. I just remember sitting there like, trying to put together who was in the drum line because I didn't know where anybody was. And I just sat down on one side of the room and I'm like, there's a lot of people here. I'm probably going to end up playing bass drum or something. And <laughs> I never played bass drum. And, <laughs> and Oh, that's okay. I was, right. And I was all worried about that. And then when I, once I finally got with the group of everybody and then I was even more nervous. <laughs> You're like, oh no. There's there's oh, no. so many of and like our drum lines in the high school were never huge or anything. And then all of a sudden this was like a actual like big drum line. <laughs> yeah, your freshman and sophomore year, we did have a really those were probably the biggest drum lines Adrian's ever had. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were fourteen of us, almost fifteen of us at one point. Mm -hmm. Yep, and the, our bass lines those two years, especially freshman year with you on bottom bass Ooh. was like insane. And just like you were <laughs> saying, how you were afraid because you had never played bass drum. I had never played bass drum. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, not only, did I, not only did I not get snare, but then I was on bass drum and I was like, oh, buddy, we got to figure this out quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, gosh. gosh. Good, yeah, that was a, years, though. it was, that was really a, it's a time where I was just totally, I, I think when I walked into that room, I just tried putting up such a front that like, please don't make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'll wear the bandana and I'll put on the shades and like, we'll just go all out and see how this goes. It freaking worked. <laughs> I, also... I just... It, I, that whole time I was just that whole first year of mine it was literally just like I don't want to stick out I just like don't I don't know it was just a really nervous time especially that first couple of weeks <laughs> and sitting in the basement like I don't want to do this anymore I want to go home <laughs> you did so good though you did so good uh, yeah it eventually it eventually clicked and I I had a lot of once I kind of got to know everybody a little bit and back at that point we were really good about like drumline activities and getting to know everybody and 
you kind of felt like you were part of a group. And then when I kind of took over towards the end, it kind of went by the wayside. Well, that, that was not your fault. That was it, some toxic energy brought by other people. Yeah. And then eventually nobody in the drum line. Because <laughs> after you left, I think uh, there was four of us. Actually, Savannah joined the drum line. Yes. And that was... I think five of us that year. And then I think one of them ended up not doing it anymore. So then there were four of us. Okay. And then my senior year, there was three. Oh my God. Really? And then after that, we got another couple when I taught with Scott last year. And then we had a little bit more, but it was where they didn't march or anything. So they literally just kind of stood and played the whole time. So how many are in it this year then? Um, this year there's six. Oh, there was six. There's five. <laughs> I okay. Keep, I gotta remind myself that. <laughs> Sl- slowly growing. Slowly yeah, growing. Yeah, it's getting out. there. And they're all there. None of them are upperclassmen, so they'll all be back next year. Hopefully. Oh, perfect. And they can recruit from other sections or outside exactly. the band in general. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever we gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned the the drumline kind of family and camaraderie and activities. So do you want to kind of go into what activities we did specifically during band camp? I remember specifically, uh, I think it was probably your senior year and the band was getting chewed out in Spencer for not knowing their sets or their music or something. And this was the afternoon portion. So this was after the morning rehearsal. We had lunch and then we came back for the second block before dinner. And I remember eventually finding out that the band was getting pretty much chewed out that whole rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And we rehearsed for maybe 45 minutes and we're like, ah, we're good. And I think Scott was doing Scott something was, somewhere was gone I think he so had just, a gig or... just to break in real quick so for the the adrian band camp for for 90 percent of it the drumline is completely separate from the band so the yes. band is on the field or in the band room the drumline is in one of the residence halls basements in the air conditioning in the air conditioning. <laughs> but we also then in turn had to march during the hot, hottest part of the day when the rest of the band was in Spencer. So yeah. while they were getting chewed out, we didn't know about it because we were in an air conditioned basement. Yeah, we got to be totally separate from them and kind of work on our music. <laughs> but we ended up getting done. And I think Scott had a gig that day or something and he wasn't there. And I don't know who suggested it, but we started playing hide and seek in the basement of Pelo. <laughs> and there's so many little rooms full of stuff and lockers to hide in and hide on top of. And there's in all between. the drumline cases and <laughs> all the coats and everything else. So I, we we did that for about an hour and a half, maybe ish. <laughs> And then we all get done and we leave early and we're walking over and everybody from the band's all coming out all like, ooh, geez. And uh, Cody comes out <laughs> pissed off and he's like, yeah. oh, we just got chewed out. And I was like, oh, we we're just like, seat. yeah, that was the best <laughs> rehearsal ever. <laughs> it's not our fault we had our shit together. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Yeah, that was one of them. I remember going bowling a couple of times. Yeah, we did um, bowling. We did the uh, morning fresh donuts on Monday yeah, nights. The, yeah, that was, I think we've gone to morning fresh at about every possible hour you possibly could go anywhere so during the day. <laughs> morning fresh has the best donuts in Adrian. And we did spotted cow at one point, yeah. which is the best ice cream in Adrian. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could go for a butter cow right now. <laughs> so good. So good. And then we did corn. Let's mm. talk about corn. That's yeah, something we can yeah. all talk about. I know, I know, Natalie, you've, that's something you miss dearly. Natalie yeah, okay. was a huge fan of the Stone <laughs> Corn Festival. The fucking Jimmy, March of the Starch. Jimmy, tell us about corn. Corn? Corn? Corn. <laughs> uh, I, that was, I, I loved the corn festival. I did not care for the parade <laughs> and that was the whole reason we were down there and this parade was just in the downtown of this tiny tiny little farm town in ohio and there's no shade and it's there's always really... the hottest day of the year there's so much shade at the actual carnival mm -hmm. but anything pertaining to the parade and it's a long Nothing. parade too. It's long. Oh gosh, it is. It's like, how long was it? Like, it was over two, a mile long. I think it was At two least, miles. Yeah. It's a mile. You go straight for a mile, mm -hmm. and then you make a ninety degree right for another mile. And half of that, there's nobody. But and the railroad tracks are halfway. Just for nothing. And it's always so deceiving because you get to the end of that first straightaway. <laughs> And you're you're dripping with sweat because it's always mid nineties and humid that week. Mm -hmm. And you get I to the railroad tracks and you think to yourself, I feel pretty good. This has been a piece of cake. And then you make that turn and you can't see the end of the parade anymore. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hurt all mm -hmm. over. My first the our freshman year, um, the the section leaders joel and chris they told me before we started that the railroad tracks were halfway and i was like okay that's good to know like that's a good you always want to know where like the halfway point is because then you're mm -hmm. halfway done and by the time we got to the railroad tracks i was like are you fucking kidding me that was only halfway that <laughs> felt like a whole this. parade yeah. i want my ignorance <laughs> yeah I think every year there was some somebody that played tenors. It didn't matter. It was always somebody different. Every year there would be somebody that drop out and about pass out in the middle of that parade. <laughs> yeah, and at least five total band members would pass yep. out. It was, and the thing was too, it wasn't just the parade. We had to get there at the very beginning of the day because before we did the whole ass parade, we had to put on a concert for all the high school bands that were in the parade too, which oh, yeah. was like always- We've only had for like a freaking week at that point. <laughs> the worst part of being in the Adrian College Marching Band was any time that we had to play for high school bands because they were all better than us. Mm -hmm. And they knew it. And they were just sitting there listening to us it. play thinking, wow, these, they suck. And we're sitting there playing thinking, wow, we suck. And that like, was the whole thing. Play this than and, me. and Marty's just there all proud of us, like we're doing a good job. And it's like, I guess, 
but we're here and yeah. it was just this whole thing and we were the only bands who played because we were the college band so we'd perform for everyone like we were better than them and then we'd go do this parade half of us would pass out and there was barely even any corn at the corn festival i will say yeah they had like a little tiny tent with corn and then the rest of it's like marco's pizza and if regular you, fair food yeah i usually like, just went for the funnel cake oh no if you got if you found that corn though it is oh, good corn it's such good freaking corn and they it's had nothing like marching for two miles and being rewarded <laughs> with starch <laughs> in a bus March ride for back starch. home and those fucking shorts that literally, you look like a 70s basketball player. Well, like, let me, I take back. Jordan. I take back what I said. The worst part of the Adrian College marching band is the Adrian College band shorts. Yeah. Especially if you're a five foot tall girl who has to wear a unisex small. And they literally, I still wear those shorts because they are comfy. But wearing them in public is horrible. Um, I learned after our freshman year that they're see-through because I wore underwear that was brightly oh. colored. And luckily <laughs> the person marching behind me was my friend Amanda who went to my high school. Like we went to Adrian together. And so luckily she was the one standing directly behind me. So she could tell me that, but didn't know that going in. And also I still like have to roll the waistband like three times for them to actually like not come up to my chest. Well, so there's the thing for you and for most of us, the shorts, no matter what size you get, are too big. After me and Nat's freshman year, they changed the vendor. And all of a sudden, it was the opposite problem. And Jimmy can tell us about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think my upper thighs have ever seen the light of day that much. <laughs> since those fucking days at that parade and I'm just sitting on the I'm like a freshman and I already hate my body and I hate myself and I get to sit on this bus with fucking booty shorts <laughs> and I'm just like can you can you hand me something else to just make this awful <laughs> and then they gave you a two mile parade yeah, then you get a really two-mile parade in these shorts. shitty little shorts. Yeah. Though, we did get lucky because the shorts they had, like, through our freshman year, ours had pockets, and the ones after that didn't have pockets anymore. That is the one like, thing I love about my yeah. band shorts, and the reason I still wear them is because they have the biggest pockets I have ever had on any pair of pants. Yeah, I, I have... There was, you had a phone and a wallet and I just ended up using my drum case for everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have nothing. I, there's not even like anything to slide anything in to try to hold it there. It's just <laughs> awful. They, they, they got rid of them this year. Thank God. Mm, good. So I don't know what they're doing for pants, but it is not those anymore. <laughs> the new guy came in and he's like, First no. thing we're changing. He's not like, this you guys stuff. look like the 72 Lakers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> are we keeping the uniforms, though, is the real question. Because the Sergeant Pepper, Bumblebee, Yellow, <laughs> the Art Club jackets, band, those got to stay. 
and it wasn't even when you told me that I was like, okay, these are actually kind of cool because I kind of put it had something to reference it to, but beforehand I'm just like, we look awful. They're they're also known as the bumblebee jackets. Yeah, they're just the brightest yellow you could possibly imagine, which is Adrian's colors are black and gold. And those are not gold. They are bright fucking, they're highlighter yellow, bumblebee yellow. And it's just too much. It is awful. Adrian seems to do that a lot. Make yeah. Yeah. gold bright yellow. I'm you can I know. see this because it's a podcast. I'm holding up a cup for them. It's a Bulldogs cup. It's my pencil holder now. And this is also highlighter yellow. Well, I remember the shirts they gave me my freshman year, and all the other grades got these really cool, like either like gray shirts with something on it, or black shirts with something on it, or even a white shirt with something. They gave us like super highlighter yellow i'm like i look like a bus dude like give me just a shirt like, a bus on top and a booty boy on the bottom yeah like, <laughs> like just kill me this is too much yeah, yeah no matter the march if you're... of this the march of the starch was um i don't i can't call it anything besides that now like that's just mm-hmm. in my head or just well, um, you just yell corn that was the drumline way you just corn <laughs> the whole drive up there it's and then we went, what was the movie that they watched it like they oh. did it my freshman oh, and sophomore the labyrinth. year and that was i it. never had yeah. to watch that i always managed to get on the other bus no <laughs> i was stuck on that bus every year i think we watched it the one year and i was like oh they're like we do this every year and then every year it never happened <laughs> like so you want to make this parade worse you want to start exactly. off on a terrible foot? Yeah. how can we make this day worse yeah, like, it was always a great way to kick off the season. <laughs> well, Jimmy, the yeah. one year you and me rode together, and mm, yeah, yes, because two things: that bus had space balls <laughs> with French subtitles. You, the second thing was I don't know if you remember this. You and me sat right behind the bus driver, so it was bus driver right behind you and me. Right next to us was Marty, and at some point. God bless Marty. But at some point, him and the bus driver just started talking about their divorce stories. What? Oh, my God. I remember that. They started talking about their divorce stories. And it's like, Marty, what is this? (laughs) No, I don't want to listen to this. Don't do this right here. (laughs) Got the little insight. I remember that, too, because I was like, what are they talking about? (laughs) We listen a little closer. Oh, no, 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 no. Not now. Not here. Oh God! Yeah, just had a little heart to heart on the way to the start. We just <laughs> we just got to listen in on it. No, a, a heart to starch. That's, <laughs> that's the magic of the Swanton Corn Festival right there. <laughs> oh God, it's oh, so good. God. I missed that, and we missed it this year too. But by the time no. band camp started, they had it a week before band mm. camp even started at the college. Those lucky I kids. Literally looked at Cody <laughs> the one Saturday and I just go, Oh my gosh, I think it's Swanton this week. And he looked it up and he's like, It totally is. Yeah. I didn't know you guys missed it. Yeah, we didn't get to go this year with well, they hired the new director for like five days before school started. Oh geez. So was they knew Marty was already? leaving in fucking March. Yeah. <laughs> Did they And they a hired ready? a guy. What was that? Did they even have a show ready then? Nope. 
So what's the He show? had to come in and pick three songs and write the drill and Oh my god. That's wild. Just everything. Yeah, he he's done very well with the little bit of limited time that he has had. Well, good for him, man. What did you say yeah. his name was? Ryan Cup. Ryan Cup. Well, yeah. I'm I'm rooting for him because that is me too. Not an easy job to step into. No, and especially the because as soon as something happens where somebody can't teach a class, he's going to be first in line to have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know how Mark did it for so long. I don't know either, man. He was like a superhero with that stuff half yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him from for going back to to the. Oklahoma, a little slower there. We've talked about a little bit of Bandcamp, talked about a little bit of Swanton. Should we talk about the music that we actually played, the three shows? We could have a whole episode of each of these topics. We're trying to just brush on each of these right now. We really could. I also could talk about Pep Band. I was just thinking that too. Jimmy, we'll have you on for a whole pep band discussion. <laughs> right, we'll have a pep band episode itself. That'll work. <laughs> You'll be. I do just want to say, for the record, well, we can discuss it another time, but in high school, I loved marching band. And then when I got to Adrian, I didn't like marching band as much, but I loved pep band. Pep band was like the reason I stayed in band through college. That was like, that was the thing I loved about music at that point. Plus, you got paid I for it. And you got, actually, I didn't the first year I did it. What? I Why? did it voluntarily the first year because I already had a job. What? Wait, where'd you work? Um, I didn't do it at all freshman year. And then sophomore year, I switched to working for the radio station. Yep. And I wasn't getting paid for pep band because they weren't sure if it was allowed or not. Mm-hmm. And then... I think the second semester of that year, I was getting paid for both, but um, for the I think the first semester that year, I did pep band voluntarily because they didn't have any tubas that were showing up to pep band, so right. they Fair begged enough. me to come. Fair enough. It's we'll do still a whole... the same problem now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the, the Adrian, what is it, the Adrian way, the bulldog way? The Adrian difference. There it yeah. is. A- a- Adrian a- difference. difference. Yeah. We'll do a whole show on Pep Band because that's <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, Let's just touch whole... real briefly the shows we did okay, and subsequent stand tunes, and then we can break off after if we want to. Jimmy's freshman year, me and Nat's sophomore year, Glenn Campbell, mm. Marty had very specific themes for his shows. and Yes, and he wrote fresh... all the music himself. And it was Glenn Campbell, Rhinestone Cowboy, Gavelston. And I gotta Wichita? say, Wichita. What was the other one? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Wichita, Wichita. lineman. Yeah, Wichita lineman. That's what mm-hmm. that song's yeah. called. Yeah, and every but every time I talk about that show, it's like I think that was the best one we sound. I, like that was the best. Like it, the band sounded when I was there. I think was during that show. And then the ones, like, I think the year after as well. The year after we did, the main one was Heart. And that was was my favorite show. I think the Heart show was the best one while we were there. I think that was the one that was, like, the highest quality while we were there. And I just like it because it 
uh, anybody like that you talk to doing a marching band show, nobody's done a Glen Campbell show. True. True. <laughs> because no one else is that <laughs> that so passionate about Glenn Campbell. He's... He really was. Rhyme Which is even in orchestration, cowboy. we listen to a lot of Glenn Campbell in orchestration. <laughs> <laughs> um so that show was fun because there was a tuba solo, which is not really a thing. And it shouldn't mm. be, and there's reasons for that. Um part of the reason is because most tuba players are not that talented. I say as a tuba player, like you don't have to be that good to play tuba. And most people who do, they're not, they're not made to play the melody, but he gave us a whole chorus of a solo. And, um, I think Chris did most of them. Yep. I did one of them. I did. I, did I do it? I did it on homecoming, I think, which was a bad idea. I did not do very well. Um, and then I think they let one of the other, tuba players do it and that was even worse so <laughs> you're like i'm not gonna name them i'm just gonna yeah. handle them i'm gonna speak out. very generally about the majority of my section because we did not get along that's okay because and... me and jimmy know exactly who you're talking <laughs> yes. about yeah. i know you do yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyways yeah that show was it was okay it was kind of fun it was kind of mm. i don't know it was kind of boring I, I felt yeah. the music was kind of boring for us to play, which I mean, it, yeah, all music is boring gambled. for us to play. But <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not. It wasn't exciting. Like everyone in the stands was like rhinestone cowboy. This isn't. Yeah, that, what? I I remember telling my mom and she's like, Ben Campbell, really? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The thing that's so fun about marching band and like playing at football games is like you want the people watching to recognize the music. And nobody recognized the music they were playing. <laughs> they maybe recognized Rhinestone Cowboy, but they weren't excited about it. Like what? I was gonna say, my I liked Rhin. I didn't like the other two. Those were too slow for me. But Rhinestone Cowboy, the drum or the drumline solo, absolutely slapped in that. <laughs> I think that might have been the best drumline solo in my four years. Scott did a great job on that. And then, but. The only discrepancy was you had so much energy in it, and then you just kind of dropped down, and it was like, okay, yeah. rhinestone cowboy, here we go. It was yeah. like three ballads. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it wasn't exciting at all. And that was my introduction to band. Was <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we had that really cool snare feature, and I think Scott had us a really good cadence that year, too. Yeah, it was. Oh, that was and so the drum music was so good that year. Mm-hmm. But you know, even though we had ballad songs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but the next year, we did Heart. Yes. And that was fun. Oh, Heart was oh, super that was fun. So good. And I was on Although, snare finally, so I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I know I was said that in the, the year that I had to play drum set. No, that was my oh, senior year. That, that was the love that show. That was the year after. Okay. Jumping the gun, I Jimmy. <laughs> I know I said that my. <laughs> that too marching band experience got worse year after year and that's true but in terms of the music i think i liked our music better every year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i i didn't like glenn campbell more than i liked the police show which was our um our freshman year but i liked heart better than glenn campbell and the police and i liked the love show better than all of them the love show actually was my favorite show it was a good one yeah 
but that heart was a really good one was so fun <sighs> to play mm-hmm. music was great for that too. because it was exciting everyone recognized it and it just made really good marching band music it did another what a big letdown that had to be to start off your college career playing police tunes and then you get to go (laughs) to play glenn campbell the next year it really was kind (laughs) of like like, wow really taking (laughs) a step back like what is this because the police (laughs) show i think the police show was the hardest show like in terms of Mm. music the police Mm -hmm. music was really hard and that's why Mm. it didn't sound that great because I think it was too difficult for our band. Gotcha. Both shows were hard that year. Between the police one and then we had a week to learn the Buble show before yeah. we had to play it two weeks in a row. And Luckily, that music was hard too. for the Buble too. show, we could use our music. But if you're mm-hmm. like Garrett, <laughs> yeah, that true. didn't do much good <laughs> when it came to the wind. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, the heart music was really fun. And we did. I just really liked, I mean, in terms of, I know my, my musical experience is very different than the drum lines because, you know, we're, our, our purpose is really just to like hit that bass line and usually it's pretty boring. Yeah, um, boy. <laughs> but, um, and you, you know that going in, like I always, I know my part is going to be the most boring in the band and that's okay. But the heart show was really fun for us. Um, I mean, Barracuda, so fun. Yeah. And now every time I hear Heart on the radio, like, I mean, it happens with every song you play in a band. When you hear it on the yeah. radio, that's all you can think of. But Heart, especially like Barracuda or like Magic Man. Anytime I hear mm-hmm. Magic Man, I'm just mm-hmm. like jamming to that like baseline. Such a good baseline. Mm-hmm. Another show we did after the Heart show that same year, it was we did it once with the high schoolers Mm. because we always did a game where we played with high schoolers and it was, we did it once the first responder show where we played rescue me. We played fire. We played the, what was it? The Hawaii five O theme. Oh, that was so cool. I wanted to keep playing that that the rest of the year. And we only played it for that one show, but we fucking killed it. That one show. Let me, let me talk about, rescue me though because speaking of bass lines it has a really fucking cool bass line and like we were we had the whole like the song was ours like we had the bass line we started this the it was like solely from the beginning of the song like major tuba part but as i said the the quality and um composure of the tuba section decreased each year and that was our junior year when I became the section, the only section leader, and I was the like senior member of the section, and I was the only person in that section that could play a tuba, and um, it was just that song. I was so looking forward to it, and it was such a fucking disaster for us, <laughs> and it was the biggest letdown of my life because I was so excited for that song to just be all tuba, and there's only so loud you can play it correctly, when there's two people standing next to you playing it very incorrectly. Just look at them and be like, shut the fuck up and let me shine. I'm a star, damn it. Literally, I wanted them to just not show up that day. 
because I was so nervous about how that song was going to go and it went as poorly as I thought it would. Mm. The rest of that show was fun though. Yeah, that was the I wanted one, to though, play so. that arrangement of fire for like in That like, was great. Pet band. That, that was, was so, so fun. Good. That would have been a really good pep band song, too. I still remember that one. <laughs> Most of those would have been good pep band songs. Oh, yeah. I don't think we really did any of them. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think <sighs> we just had our list of pep band songs, and we're like, we're not learning anything else. We'll take some out if we do anything. <laughs> but Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Yeah, that, I think, was it the, yeah, the, the love show mm-hmm. that was the year i really like being in drumline because i didn't have to do one of the drills because i just got to go play drum set <laughs> right yeah <laughs> the whole song... second song you were on drum set just right on up in front of everybody and I, I hated that but i was just like i at least get to not learn drill and that was my <laughs> least favorite part about band was sitting out there and going set by set and Oh, mark yourself off, and here we go. It's set one to set two, marching and playing, or marching and singing. And I was not a fan of that. Well, plus when you <laughs> so having a song set. to hang out was nice. <laughs> well, plus when you were on drum set, you were able to take off your marching hat and just let that rocker hair go. Oh, that was the best <laughs> part, because then it was just like, I didn't have to tuck it up to put it back in the hat afterwards yeah, the third just... song you just let it flow with the hat on <laughs> and i remember at the end of it one of the times dr marks came up to me and was just like hey is there a way that we could like try to figure out how to get your hair back in your hat after the end of that because you're kind of sticking out and i think mm-hmm. after that i would just walk back and while i'm doing yeah. that put my hair up and <laughs> she just looked at him and like can't do once the beat or once the once the goose is loose it's too tough to do baby yeah. <laughs> you can't tame this volume i really liked the love show i liked all of the arrangements um mm-hmm. i mean marty did a good job like writing marching band arrangements especially because like with the police show and the love show he was like combining songs Mm -hmm. um and did it really well i mean i Mm -hmm. loved the um i can't remember what any of them were called because i just remember oh the everlasting love was my favorite one um and it was wasn't it a mix of two songs called everlasting love yep yeah um yeah so that was the one where there was a tiny little marty thought this was the funniest thing in the whole world he wrote one a one measure solo that was one tuba and one piccolo playing like four notes together. <laughs> and me being the only capable tuba player at this point in the band, um, it was my solo, which is great. But what I had to do was he thought this was so funny. He thought it was I- the the coolest thing i thought it was hilarious too by the way <laughs> it was really funny in retrospect it was but when it was me having to do this every fucking day it was not funny i hated it so much <laughs> he literally wrote it he wrote the drill so that we had to run up to the front of the field 50 yard line play four notes that were that sounded terrible 
because it was a tuba and a piccolo playing the same thing. After running across the field. Yeah, after running across the field, we're the only two people playing on the entire field for, you know, two measures. And then having to run back and get in my set because people already started moving. Like the next set didn't wait for us. It was the most annoying thing. And he thought it was so funny. And everyone thought it was funny. And again, in retrospect, it was funny. I remember that I think my most vivid memory of the Adrian College Marching Band is the very first home game that season when I played that solo. Because I remember like the people who I knew that were in the stadium that were watching, like I could hear them laughing. (laughs) <laughs> like not not at me but like you know just laughing at the just situation the situation yeah and like i vividly i'll remember that forever that feeling of this is was, the most ridiculous thing i've ever done and then it was by the way you have two more songs to play right exactly <laughs> i tried i tried to practice and get it so that i could take i had like two beats after that before I really had to like book it back to my spot. And I tried to work it out so that I could do like the um like the Ohio State, like the two like the bow that the mm-hmm. tuba player does when they dot the eye. Couldn't make it happen though. <laughs> it was too I, my body's not built for that. <laughs> I never never <laughs> yeah. could have dotted the eye. But you could dot the eye in the Adrian. Oh, that's there there's a pitch for you, Jimmy. Have in a pregame script, Adrian. You gotta have a lot of people for that. Adrian's a long word. Just spread right. it out. <laughs> <laughs> or just AC, yeah. AC, but you'll dot the C, just dot because. C. Dot the C. <laughs> Why not? Oh goodness. Well, I think we gotta wrap this up. Uh, before we do, Jimmy, is there any other things you want? We're going to have you back on. We ju- we are just scratching the surface as far as I was just going to say, I'm like, there's our, there's still a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> I would we definitely have to, to cover back. Pep Band. We do. Yeah, Pep Band. Definitely. I mean, everything we talked about, we can talk about at even greater lengths. We got to right. we got to talk about the good old hockey game. Oh, my God. Good old hockey game. We'll leave that. Hockey That's a- tempo, Mark. <laughs> The hockey tempo fight song at the end, and ah, oh, it's so many things. Teasers, all teasers. Zamboni guy, <laughs> Zamboni guy, Swiss cheese. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, we're marking it down. Jimmy, you are the official band correspondent, and we will have Sounds more episodes. Good. I'm writing it down right here. Sounds good. I'll be here whenever you need me. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Jimmy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast getting to hang out with you guys and talk like the good old days. Always. If you liked what you heard, make sure you follow us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we post the episode every Monday on our Facebook page. So Natalie and Jimmy, what did we learn today? We'll have Nat go first. She'll give three. Jimmy, you'll have to give three things that we learned today. We learned that the Adrian College Marching Band is not a Big Ten marching band, but they really try their best with what they've got. We also learned that apparently being in the drum line was um, a much better experience in terms of band camp 
<laughs> at the Adrian College Marching Band. Um, Vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned that whether they were too big or too small, there was no winning with the AC band shorts. Jimmy, what did um, we learn today? One thing that we learned today, I, I will piggyback off the end of that one, Natalie, is that you, whatever you're wearing outside is very, very important when you're playing music long parade and uh booty shorts is not the way to go (laughs) (laughs) and um another thing we learned was that the bus ride down to the march of the starch was always open for any sort of experience whether it be watching an awful movie or uh listening to a, a a little therapeutic conversation between two older folk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And number three, that yes, we were not the biggest, most flashy, perfect band in the world, but damn it, we had a lot of fun and, or tried to have a lot of fun when you could find the positive vibe in what was happening (laughs) (laughs) it's a very diplomatic way to put it very very much so but yeah i think that about covers it we also learned i'm gonna give four things number one i'm just gonna second what jimmy said that marching band was a blast ups and downs but my gosh it was a great time we also learned that natalie having to run across the field her senior year for a four-beat piccolo tuba tuba solo was not only her most embarrassing moment, but one of our greatest joys in life. (laughs) We also learned that Jimmy's hair is too tough to tame once it's out of the hat. Sorry, Marty, that that hair is going for miles. You can't can't put it back in the cage. You can't put baby in a corner. You can't put baby in a corner. You can't put the hair in the the chair, let me tell you. And we learned (laughs) corn. This has been the Hit and Run podcast, and we'll catch you next time.